Ah. What a way to start the morning. <laughs> Just, they caught Welcome. Me, they, caught me, they caught me mid-cough. <laughs> I have been. I'm not sick. I'm not like having these, uh, what do you call it? The comeuppets? I don't, ha- I don't have the, none the of that. Comeuppets? I've never heard of the comeuppets. I don't have, I don't have a fever. I don't have a, a cold or not, you know, nothing. It's this here, and it's kind of here. But there's no like, I don't feel weak. I don't have a fever. Yeah. I don't have, it's just all... Maybe it's the weather. It's been crazy weather lately. Must be the weather. It's got to be the flooding. Yeah. <laughs> the, the flooding. Right Global here. warming has created floods, guys. That's what we have. Oh, to my learn. gosh. COVID they, created. No. Did, Global warming created COVID. Then COVID created flooding. Did you know 200? <laughs> oh, here we go. Oh, here we go. We, we just, I like it. Uh, oh, man. Gong show. <laughs> Do you know 400 years ago, they didn't have floods? What? It's global warming. Did you know 500 years ago, they didn't have hot temperatures? <gasps> Thank you. Follow along. Follow along. <laughs> what are you doing? Oh. <laughs> This is, this is like production is, real time. It is. This is uh <laughs> boys and girls, this you can't get any You know, but I will say my son just turned 15 yesterday, my oldest boy. And if we had the camera up and running, and it and it will be soon, you would see his face. And I asked him what it feels like to be 15. He said, It's I feel old, which is blasphemy. And then he's he's like, I feel like it's 14 plus day. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> He doesn't take himself too seriously, folks, but he is a good man of God, and so is my other son, who's actually adjusting the camera that I'm at right now, and God is good. So, guys, if you have not checked out theselfevidenttruth.com, what the, what are you waiting for? Theselfevidenttruth.com. Theselfevidenttruth.com. Now, you, my friend. All of you. you, No, you, Paul, you and Paul, and oh, uh, who is it, Andrew, that do the blogging? Oh, yeah, yeah. Just some killer information oh my gosh it's a, it's a treasure trove that people it don't sure realize exists you know and i'm realizing more and more i'm realizing more and more that people don't read you know we need no. to read we need to read again read right would you make america read again this is our next t-shirt we have to come out with it now because you won't read and i will say two what you afraid of yeah i i, I was just listening to tulsi gabbard She's like, you know, who are we trying to please? What are you afraid of, really? Yeah. Ask yourself. She didn't do it in a condescending way. She was just like, ask yourself, who are, what are you afraid? Who are you trying to please? So stand for the truth and righteousness, and your, your haters will come naturally. But the mm-hmm. gospel already offends its, uh, on its own. It, you know, now, here's where I think we, we tend to go, is that we differ from a lot of talking heads yes. in that some people will say, well, we need Trump to fix the country. Some prophets will say, well... Trump's the only one who can save us. Yeah, and that there's a spirit on him that's this. All the while not realizing that in America, our Constitution doesn't give the authority for the president to have that kind of power. So we're pronouncing on the president something he doesn't have. Ooh, right? That the we- states actually have more authority than the federal government. Now, we can talk about Amendment 14 and all that stuff. But that doesn't mean we go elect a king then. That means how do we get back to... The republic, the way it was supposed to be intentioned to be, which is one of the reasons we're talking about mandates. Will they come back? You know, they're they're crazy. They're nefarious. These folk, 
and we're going to get into some scripture. We're going to get into this. But will they come back? Well, they're going to try. You know, they're going to try. And, and there's a reason for that. One of the things Mike asked me last night, he came over to the house and he said, dude, have you heard anything about race lately? And I was like, no. He goes, just keep your eye open yep. because the elections are coming around. We're, you know, something's yeah. going to have to happen to keep us indoors to do mail-in ballots. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And, and just wait. Right. And I was sitting in church yesterday morning. You go to church? I know. I'm a sinner. That's why I'm there. You see? <gasps> I love that. <laughs> Dude, they're going to have a blast with this. Um, I was sitting in church thinking about like, wait a second. We haven't talked about race for a while. Not just us, but that's not what people are talking about. Just wait. It's going to come around. There's going to be something that'll kick it all off, and then the whole conversation will spark up again, and there will be new nonprofits, and there will be a restoration of Black Lives Matter to a certain degree, and there, there'll be this movement. Why? Because they have to keep you stirred up. Ukraine war is starting to peter out, and people are losing, losing patience in that. And I, yeah. It's... It's going to come around yeah, yeah, sooner or later. Yeah, you know, so pull up your daggum britches. And get be ready. The, get in the daggum fight. And be pull ready. Up, be ready to go to an pl- airport. I was going to say a plane port. Plane port. Go to an the airport they park and planes. don't put on your stinking mask. And, dude, we're going to have to fight this. It's going to happen. You know, and, but even if it doesn't or it does, we're not, being, we're not making prophecy or any predictions. We just don't put it past government. Once they've gone so far, I was thinking about it this morning. How shock value happens. So they shocked us in 2020, which you and I, I mean, we can go back and look. We're not saying we called it, but I mean, we ain't patting ourselves on the back here. We've got that whole we were right montage. We should actually have a sound effect that says, (laughs) what was us? We, 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 we day. We, we've got the, we, you were right. Montage. My pronouns, my pronouns are now we day. We day. We them. We them. We them dudes. <laughs> we them dudes. That's a pronoun. <laughs> so, but what we were saying in 2020 was the reason why we weren't for the masks and the mandates, it wasn't because of a global pandemic. It wasn't because it's when government started usurping authority and saying, shut down and you will be doing this, or you cannot. Right. There is no authority given to them in the Constitution to do that. So immediately our spidey senses were tingling, and we said, wait 14 a second. days, just 14 days. That's all you need. Yeah, and that just right there was like, okay. And we were all, let's be honest here. If you're honest, we were all freaking out about it. It was like, just the, the, the fear that it mm-hmm. created in people, we all were kind of like, we weren't freaking out, but we were like, man, you know, is, we, this, is this a plague? Is this really, right. you know? And we were watching it really carefully, and and part of why we were watching it is like, okay, is this serious? But all of the pressure and the push from the government made us go, something's wrong here, something's not right. Why is this so convenient of a situation? And keep an eye out for it, and and we'll get more into it because we, it's just too opportunistic for too them. good now the question is i i think they're kind of testing the fences right now they're trying to see agree. see okay how much will people accept again and i i don't think people are just accepting it like they did before and that's a good sign and so this is why you need to react powerfully within the law powerfully against this type of thing yep 
You have to make it hurt for them. Preach it, Michael. Just Preach do it. it easy, right? Preach. If if you make it hurt for them as a as a group, they'll go, okay, this this is not starting out. We can't because they know they can't double down with force early on. Mm. If they can get you so far down the road, then they can start using force and you don't Boys. have much to come back with. Boys. But if you push hard now, you say, we are not going to take that. We're not going to comply with this. We're not going to do what you're saying you want to do again. They'll think twice because we've watched it. Yeah. There's been a couple of places where they tried to institute like mask mandates and then all of a sudden they backed off when they've caught flack for it and backlash. There's a hospital that put forward a mask mandate and they caught a lot of backlash on it. Well, wait, 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 wait. It's just for employees. Yeah, that's not what you said at the beginning. It's not what you were telling people at the beginning. And how many people got fired from their jobs because of this and didn't get reinstituted? They should be able to sue because that's just ridiculous. And they are. Some are, which is good. And we need to find stats on that because I want to start encouraging the people. So basically, we're going to have to go to the law. At this point, we have to challenge the system yeah. because the system itself already has rules, laws, et cetera, in place to protect our rights. So I think what people do, and, and this, I've done it too. This isn't a cap. This is, this is just, you know how like the more you learn, you wake up and you're like, oh my gosh. So what we do is we just kind of accept what something is. And then when we push back on it, we're like, okay, that's it. We push back. We, no, now it's time to go back and say, what is the first amendment? What is the fourth amendment? What does this mean? What is the 10th Amendment? Why was Florida being attacked in, in South Carolina? Or was it South Dakota? Or was it North, North Dakota? Yeah, uh, South, so, Dakota. South Dakota being attacked. And I think some spots in Arizona, like there were different places, states that weren't like following along. There was many cities, actually. Their whole city was like, we ain't doing that. Mm-hmm. When we were in Missouri, they were like, there was entire cities that were like, screw that. We're not. Yeah. All the businesses were like, we're not putting no mask on. And so there comes a point where you have to challenge the system with the system. If the system wants to start, the reason why they were able to push it, they depend on our ignorance. They depend on what we don't know. And the more we don't know, the more a thief or an enemy can attack us, right? So the more we remove men who are men and who are strong men and masculine men, the more effeminacy we create, the less resistance they have, i.e. with knowledge. The more knowledge they can remove from you and replace it with something stupid, guess what wins out? Especially if you're not a Christian, your flesh wins out, your spirit dies. And that's how Christianity is. The more we feed the spirit, the more we can warn and be, you know, be rid of this stuff. The more we feed the flesh, the more we lose in the spirit, the flesh takes over, fear, greed, all that stuff. And that's why we can't put it past government. Because how many of those people actually are really, truly walking in the things of God? There are some, but There's I'm talking about the, high, the higher level people. There's you not know. many. Especially like Mike McCarthy, or what's his name? Speaker McCarthy. Kevin McCarthy. Kevin McCarthy. Which we'll get into that. Yeah, we need to. Let's, let's That's a segue. Le- that yeah. Was- yeah. Let's, let's lead into uh, our five-minute news bits. So number one, they're starting you know, to realize. What we need a sound effect for is we need one that says, hallelujah. You got to find one. They're starting to realize... Rachel Hyssop, a writer who seems to be questioning the route that she's been given for so long wrote a column about getting her fertility and egg count tested. Now, mind you, she's 34, and she's realizing she's alone with no kids and is seeing time slip away. So she wrote a column about this, and and throughout that piece, she dances with this idea that she followed the wrong things. But you'll notice she quickly covers over the truth with added excuses of pandemics, fears about global warming, and the like. So she writes, Since 2020... 
So many of us have watched our plans slowly leak through tightly grasped fists. We've had to spill out the ideas we once held about relationships, family, and career, but worse yet, we've had to do it without a real space to acknowledge the loss. Why aren't we discussing what happens when we lose years of living and fertility to pandemics, careers, and dead-end relationships? And why are we still... Why are we still, while living on a rapidly dying planet, asked to be so hyper-fixated on following an old script of love, marriage, and a baby in a baby carriage? She continues, There is no clear way to have this conversation, no elegant script for talking about the unsavory feelings that come up when you have to accept that your life is going to look different than you thought it would. Mind you, she wrote a six-part series titled How Grind Culture Failed Women, which was Get Pocket's most saved collection of the year. Mind you, Get Pocket is Firefox's like collection of blogs and articles and stuff, so a lot of eyes see this. I thought this was really interesting because do you notice her biological clock is ticking? It's slipping through her fingers. She just dances with the truth of like, I focused on the wrong things, but then quickly covers over it with, right, well, right, since right. 2020 pandemic and climate crisis and, oh, my career. You notice that's like a, a byline. Girl, what were you focusing on for the last 20 years? I think, too, to Just say that years. we are a rapidly dying planet. That that line right there is, this is why I know it's so fake. Right. It's so fake because... Just that statement alone, there's so much dissension. Dude, this, that's a religion. See, like, I can say absolutely, truly, because of my belief system, that if you don't have Christ, you're going to be eternally separate. Who you serve, you know, who you're, who you're submitted to, who you're a slave to is who you'll serve in the end for eternity. That's my belief system. Yeah. I'll make it absolute. Some people will say to me, that's a fairy tale. Keep your religion to yourself. But this, a rapidly dying planet... A rapidly dying planet. Mind you, we're the only planet right now with an actual civilization that we know of. Notice how I threw that in there, we know of, because, you know, all these people are like, (laughs) there's life on other planets. Okay. I'm surprised God didn't say that in the scriptures. Hey, there's life on other planets, kiddos. Uh, You know, there's another planet out there, because God is pretty specific uh, in scripture. But we're we're sitting here saying these people live their life by creeds that have been unproven and untested. And it's they it's, live their life by religion. It's coming, it's coming to prove them wrong, 100%. and they're, they're not handling it well. And and if she wrote a six piece essay about how grind culture has failed women, we could have told you that at the beginning. We could have told you right at the beginning, this is going to fail you. This isn't going to work out well. This isn't what you're built for. No, no, no. I can do whatever I want. And then ten years down the road, hey, why'd I do that? Mm-hmm. Told you. <laughs> if you think about it, people, they'll be 40, 50 years old and realize one day I'm alone. This, and and I wanted to do this because I think it's indicative of a whole generation of women, especially millennial women. And they're hitting that age now where it's like, oh, wait, I didn't have all the time in the world. I should have been thinking about a family and kids. Because her whole essay, it, it, dude, you should read it, like... It, it is this attempt to reconcile the realization that she can't go back. Yeah, but she reconciled you with know. unreconciling. But that's what I mean is like she's trying to reconcile and she, she will never Relent. fully reconcile, right? She'll, she'll never fully yeah. accept because there will always be that Whatever. nagging regret within her, right? So it's 
pay attention, guys. This this is only going to get worse. And there's people out there that will not have children. They feel they're not supposed to have children, and 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 all that. But I wonder how many of those people will one day say, "Man, you know, it is a pretty lonely life without family, without my own kids." They we're going to see a whole generation of women that got lied to about you need to chase a career, you got to chase a career, you got to go this route. And you know what they're going to end up teaching their kids by the grace of God? Start a family. Be homemakers. Enjoy your time with your kids. Right. Build something that'll last forever. That's what they're going to do. Yeah. That's what happens with sin. It takes you so far and all of a sudden you have a testimony after you've overcome it. You have a testimony going, yeah, don't touch that. Right. I know what it's like to touch that. That's, yeah, it'll kill don't you. go that route. Yeah. So I know we're out of time. We're going to do bonus minute because we do. I really want to get to number two quick. Uh, McCarthy proved it. We were right. Hey, Mass. <laughs> we were right. What? <laughs> McCarthy. Dude. So, Republicans kicked the can down the road on spending. <laughs> Yay! We might avoid the shutdown. Yay! That's perfect time for a clap. Yeah. We're going to avoid the shutdown. We even got funding for Ukraine out of the spending bill. The Dems gave in. What? Till mid-November, you say? Dang it. What? There was no border initiative in there because Democrats didn't want it? Crap. Wait, what? McCarthy did a backroom deal promising the Dems he'd give them Ukraine funding later on if they'll pass this without Ukraine funding, and McCarthy didn't tell anybody after the vote, including his own party? Of course. So Matt Gates is like... He's on fire about this right now. He's on that, all right, punk, I warned you. Right? And told dude, you. Told this, you. Is, this is that... This is why I hate the two-party system and how we keep Florida red. What do you mean by red? You know what I mean? Because a lot of these dudes are red, and they're screwing the country anyway, right? This, I, I, I don't even know what to say because ah. Republicans run on a system of let's not make Democrats and the voters mad. Yeah, we don't want to just... We don't want, we to, want to make them angry. We don't want to make them mad. Yes. And, and McCarthy... I, yeah. Totally gave in. Totally... Backroom deal tells the Democrats, look, we'll do a straight yes or no vote later on by Ukraine spending. Just help me pass this spending bill. Why? Because he knew it would get hung around his neck if it got shut down. Right. Because Republicans are always scared of something being hung around their neck. Right. They never turn around and point the finger and say, it's you... We're done. We're not picking this up. It's you to blame. They always go, well, yeah, you're right. What did you say last night? Remember you said they don't capitulate. Like they always, they typically capitulate where Dems, we've talked about it before, but how you said it was, I can't remember how you said it. I don't remember. But it was like, basically, you know, you never see the Democrats go, well, if you guys let us pass this, we're going to give you what you want. Yeah. There's, there's never a look, look, let just, can you help us pass this? And then we'll, we'll give you this later on. Never happens. It's like get in line. You better be bipartisan with our direction. Th- go, Gates. Go. Dude, go. Get rid you're, of them. You're going to catch flack. You're going to have all these guys who say, we need to come together. Yeah, why does come together always sound like going with what the Democrats yeah. want? And also, pray for our leaders. Be careful, too, who you listen to. I mean, you know, we all saw what happened with Lori Boebert, you know, getting... Oh, caught in that thing. Yeah, we never did talk about. We that, never did, did talk we? about it, but there was, and we don't need to. You know, she got basically caught in a theater with her husband, and he was groping her, and she was vaping, and she denied it. But all of a sudden, there's security footage, and she goes, "I screwed up. I just messed up." 
But this is an attempt to take away the focus off what's really going on. No, it's not. No, it's you. If you're going to preach values, if this is what you're going to do, live your life, then live your life right. Like, I'm not saying I'm perfect, but I'm not out there touting things that I do behind closed doors as as if I'm not doing them. Mm -hmm. If I have an issue with with anger, I'm not going to sit here and preach a sermon to you on how not to be angry. Because I got to deal with that. Like, why am I angry about this? What am I frustrated with, right? And there's such a thing called repentance. Dude, if she was just to say, look, I screwed up. I screwed up. I got no excuse. And repentance, true repentance. I don't want to make that absolute, but there's a good sign that it's true repentance if they come right out at the beginning and say, That was me. Yeah, it was me. I got caught. The problem is, she no, 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 that's not, it's all, you're you're all mistaken. And then the video comes out, well, yeah, that, that is what happened. It was funny. You got caught. I, and I, and I just, just thinking about this, amazing security uh, footage, amazing camera work. I mean, it was like, dang. Yeah. It's pretty it good clear. what it could see at night, right? But we couldn't figure out what, whose white substance that was in the White House. <laughs> in a theater, we have the, the, the camera work to see this. I mean, literally, it, he's groping her, dude. Isn't it amazing that cameras just happen to fail when they need to fail? Man. Just Epstein. saying. Epstein. Oh. <laughs> <coughs> the camera just shut off. I don't understand. Oh, For two hours, man, we don't have video. What, and both what the happened? guards fell asleep right during the time that... You guys know what I'm saying, Anyways, right? I mean... I mean yeah. For for all the controlling uh, social media conglomerate uh, Illuminati out there, hear me. I'm I'm with you. Epstein didn't kill himself. Anyways, going on. Main topic: mask mandates. That was a so, very perfect spot for. <gasps> but it's okay. We don't need to do that one. Oh wait, you guys got to no, no, no. You killed the mo- no. You're on a good record right now. You're on a track. Don't mess it up. Hmm. We got to do sponsors real quick. Let's do it. All right. So first up, we have Energy Ops LLC. Man, you got to check them out. Uh, let's go ahead and throw up the the. Is it Energy stream. Ops? Energy Ops. Oh, is it? See, see, I'm on delay. That's we got to stop producing live. Doesn't it usually <laughs> go there? Or no. Uh, no, that one is just through the ATEM. Mm. So it, it Energy Ops. Flow through Sorry. That. So Ener- Energy Ops. If you're in Charleston, South Carolina area, check them out. Godly, faithful people, veteran-owned, small business-minded. They want to love <coughs> you through helping you with your electrical services. So whether residential, whether commercial, please, by all means, give them a call. Even if you're outside the area, he may make a trip. You'll have to pay for it, if but it's that's worth okay. It. You will get good work. You'll get value. That's the thing is you're going to get value. So, again, if you're in the Charleston, South Carolina area, great, beloved sponsor of us. We love this family. Amazing people. I honestly cannot say enough. I love talking to I think to they're the guy, awesome. Dude. Yeah, they're love amazing. talking to the guy. Yeah, and, you know, I've had conversations with them at the conference, but, like, you've kind of talked to him a lot more lately. And Michael's a great guy. I mean, yeah. just how he's changed, how he's transformed. He's got a cool story. I don't think we ever did anything. Did we do anything with it? We, we should do something, I think. Because we haven't yet. Yeah, anyway. So, so thank so, you, bro. Check them out. Energy Ops LLC. Check them out, please, by all means. Also, check we have out. equippingthepersecuted.com. Go there. Start your monthly donations. Do it today. $20 or more. And what they do, Equipping the Persecuted, what do they do? They go to Nigeria and they help... Christian villages that are attacked, 
people who are at the front lines of persecution are getting help from equipping the persecuted. Equipping the persecuted comes in within 48 hours after an attack. They come into the village. They give medical treatment. They give prayer. They give resources. They help. They are there. I want you to imagine if your neighborhood got attacked by roving gangs of, of persecutors. We won't talk about what connection those persecutors have, right? People are killed. People are maimed. Yeah. Limbs are lost. You're trying to pick up the pieces. Your house is burned down. Your car's flipped over and burned. Your family is, is in pain. And all of a sudden, a group of people come in to help and give aid. They're praying for you. They're giving resources. They're, they're there for you. That is God's hand on earth. You need to help support this group. Judd Saul is an amazing friend of self-evident. Yeah. With good, good, godly man. Help support them. Do this work yeah. to help your brothers and sisters in Christ in Nigeria. Not just a godly dude. He's had the track record of being that yes. you know, for years. Yes. And going after government issues, going after what the church uh, lacks and what they're supposed to do, you know, allowing corruption and, and, and garbage and junk mm-hmm. in the churches. So, I mean, he's just had a track record of being faithful. His family's amazing. Um, we're just so honored to to, yeah. to to do this with him. And I just burped. I'm so sorry. <laughs> you know, fellas. <laughs> Word. Anyways, equippingthepersecuted.com. You need go to go there, help support sponsor. them. All right. So mask mandates. We talked a little bit about this at the beginning. And you may think, oh, you guys are just doom and glooming it. I want to ask you a question. When was the last time government realized, okay, we're trampling on freedoms and we should really take this back? We should, we should definitely give up this program. We should, we should delay all this and put it away. They're not going to do that. It's a control factor and a money factor. The more stuff that's coming out about Fauci's connection to all of this, all of these organizations and alliances, now it's coming out that, hey, oh, by the way, there was CIA connections to all of it. Go finger. You really think the CIA isn't going to have its hands in bioweapons? <laughs> At the yep. end of the day, that's really what it was. Yep. Uh, you're being extreme. I'm sorry. A genetically engineered virus that is built to be even more transmissible between people that was a chimeric between SARS and HIV, that's not a bioweapon? And then there just happens to be millions and millions and millions of dollars flowing into this Chinese lab that just happens to have what they need to be able to do this that they've been doing for years under gain-of-function research, which, hey, by the way, that got made illegal, but Fauci kept doing it. And, like, people don't know in the government that they're still doing it. Like, no, that was greenlit. That was greenlit. Obama could have made gain-of-function illegal. Doesn't matter, got greenlit. Guess who is backing the green light? Probably the CIA, especially with all the connections that are being (laughs) coming out. Exactly. (gasps) You don't think they learned some lessons in how to control the population because guess what? That's really what it is. It was social conditioning, yeah. Social conditioning. So you don't think they're going to come back around with this? Now, it may be a different virus. I could see that coming out. They're, I feel like they're testing the fences with the variants. What variant will scare the people, right? Because you notice they tried that one variant and everybody was like, yeah, whatever. 
I I think they're trying the variants. I wouldn't be surprised if they run out of. They're like, okay, COVID's not working. Everybody knows it's not not bad enough. So we got to find something else that'll really really scare them all, and then then we can go back into mass mandates and lockdowns and yeah, all of that. Yeah, yeah. All the while, still not explaining why people are dropping like flies. Right. You you see what right. I'm saying? The, you know, the heart conditions and right, all that. The blood clots. Now, one of the things we have to talk about too is the in flu season. There's still thousands of people that die from just the flu. Can we and flu yeah. vaccine? Yeah. Can we? Can we take it? You want to take a baseball bat to it, or you want me to? Go ahead. Every winter, hospitals, hospitals, hospitals have oh, capacity problems. ICUs, ICUs, ICUs are not built. To run at 50%. They do not want half or more of the beds empty. So ICUs tend to run between about 80 and 95% capacity. So when you see in the news, which it will come out this fall and winter, hospitals are overrun. It happens every year. You can find news sources back 20 years complaining about hospitals being overrun with the and flu. wasn't your wife a nurse? She was. And, and, a, I, and a darn good one. And, and I stayed at a Holiday Inn Express last night. <laughs> you remember that ad? No. Wow. Bruh. Wow. That one flew over Sheltered. me like a 747. <laughs> wow. Anyways. Okay. They are going to try and scare you. They tried to do it through COVID. Hospitals are overrun. Now, imagine the messaging. I'm not saying that there weren't more people than normal going into hospitals. But imagine the messaging. If you have a cough, if you have a fever, you probably have COVID. You need to go to the hospital right away. Blow that up on the news all over the place. Are your hospitals going to be overrun while you've got flu and pneumonia season? And if you look at the statistic, oh my goodness, flu and pneumonia disappeared during COVID. <laughs> That's crazy. It's crazy. The, you've got to pay attention to the fear tactics in all of this. It's engineering. They're, they're, they, at the risk of sounding like crazy red pill tinfoil hat guy, they use the media to how? engineer yeah. engineer how you're going to react. So if the AP especially is all they're putting out is stuff about mask mandates and lockdowns and COVID and everybody's dying and dropping in the streets. They didn't even start doing it yet, and they were talking about mask mandates. Should they come back? You ever notice, go to hotels. Have they removed all the signs about six-foot distancing and masks? No. Why? I've asked this since the beginning. When they started lifting all these mandates, why are they keeping the signs up? Why do they keep the signs up? Matter of fact, some of their websites still have COVID-19 protocols. Yes. Yep. Why? Why? Why did they keep them up? If you want to remove a mandate, well, then get rid of the dag of mandate, right? And so when, when you're, when you're, when you're, you got to start seeing the signs. Like to me, again, I'm not capping. Uh, okay. My, my, my really dear, dear, dear brother and friend, Joseph Z, he's prophet, yeah. definite prophet, yeah. right? He's talking about things that are going on globally talking about things going on scientifically, all this other stuff. But he's not saying, like, this is prophecy, they're going to do the mask mandates, right? What he's saying is, if you look at the patterns, that's the difference. We can sit here and say, well, prophecy says, or patterns. Just right. look at patterns, right? 
The reason why we can look at history and say we're not done yet is because of patterns. I look at patterns. I look at, gosh, dude, if we talk about New World Order, we had that happen several times in our history. Is this the last one? I don't know, but I'm saying patterns. So what I'm doing is I'm going for the blessed hope that I have. Heaven is my hope, but on this earth, I got a lot of work to do. Yeah, and and hear us. We can, we can flow in the prophetic. That's not what we're doing here. We're not prophesying that mask mandates are coming back and lockdowns are... That's not what we're doing. We're looking at, like Massey said, and I think that's really important to reiterate, we are looking at history. You need to be a student of history. And it really helps to be a student of social psychology, I guess you would say. How do, how, do, how do groups of people move, right? How does the herd tend to move? And if you look at this... The history says they're not going to back off for <laughs> forever. It's not a permanent lesson learned. Greed takes over. You 100%. ever, you, ever uh, you satisfy a greed and it, it, com- it makes it complacent for a little while and you're like, okay, I'm good. I'm okay. What happens? Right. Comes right back. Yeah. It comes back. It may be a day, maybe a week, maybe a month, but it comes back. And it's because like, you got to keep feeding again. that. You got to keep feeding the, that, that machine, that. that lust. Go with it. James talks about when, therefore, when lust has conceived, it brings forth sin. Sin, when it's finished, brings forth death. But just before that, it talks about you, 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 you basically, lust comes when you make way for it, when you make provision for it in the book of James. What happens is you can never fulfill the lust of it because lust is a desire. It's literally a, a, a desire that needs to be constantly fulfilled. So in other words, if you're into, just go with it, pornography, it doesn't go away by mental thought processes. Mm-hmm. Alcoholism doesn't go away by just mental thought processes. I think you think you can do that, but here's what you end up doing. You end up shaming yourself, and I'll, I'll tell you how. A lot of the times, and some of my friends that have been through 12-step programs, all these other things, they have to continuously tell themselves, the reason why I'm overcoming alcohol is because I know I'm just an alcoholic for the rest of my life. Ah, so you're using shame on yourself and not the overcomer, not the victorious one, Christ Jesus. He's not your identity anymore. The identity is I'm an alcoholic. Have you ever heard someone say I'm an alcoholic Christian? <laughs> That's a good point. Right? Yeah. Or I'm a lying Christian. I'm just a sinful Christian. No, I am Christ's and Christ's alone. I'm God's child. I've overcome the flesh, the, the devil, the enemy. I've overcome death I've def- because Christ is now in me. I no longer am subservient to sin. Will I fall into it? Yes, but it's not my master. I want to overcome it. Now, I'm not saying we don't struggle with some sins. Dude, I've been there. I get it, right? But I don't want to be overcome by its power. I want to overcome its power. And its power is so temporal. If you notice, every time you give into a lust, you end up, self-condemning, self-harming in some sort of way. You end up secluding yourself. You don't have fellowship with people. You don't want to be honest with them. You create a false facade of who you really are, and you end up being alone, depressed, right? When you come to Christ and let that crap out in the open, guys, look, I'm struggling. Do you know how much brotherhood comes around you, Mm -hmm. at least in my experience? When I was just honest with people and saying, look, man, I'm struggling here. I'm struggling here. I'm struggling with this issue. Dude, the amount of texts and phone calls every day, man, how you doing? We're praying for you, buddy. How you doing? Come to church. Don't pull away. You know, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. This is before I was a pastor. Once I started doing that, I was like, dang, these people are really for me. You know, and then when I was honest with Christ, it's like, Lord, I need every day. Hey, don't do that. I can feel the nudge of the Holy Spirit. Lust will never bring you your desired end. It'll only create the hole bigger for more lusts. 
So when 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 that part of pornography doesn't fill you, you need something else, something more dark, something more nefarious. You get worse mm-hmm. and worse and worse, and it fills and fills and fills. It warps it's the flesh. you. It it warps you. And from the biological standpoint, your body becomes dependent on it, and it actually re it it re uh, uh, centers the pathways, reorganizes the pathways in your brain to where it's not just a desire; it becomes a need. Right? It Drugs do the same thing. So it'll re- rewire it so that it's going through food, shelter, water, necessities. Right. right? So all of, a be- all of a sudden, this becomes a necessity in you. And the thing is, pornography and cocaine do the same thing to your prefrontal cortex. It eats away at the prefrontal cortex. Guess what that's part of? Judgment, Oof. moral choice, ethics, all of that, decision-making. It's actually eating away at that area. So tell right? me this. Fear is a rush. Fear is a drug, dude. It is. That's right? a good point. So then when you give in to fear consistently, what happens to your judgment? Right. Because that fear, it overtakes your body and your mind. It overtakes that, that part of your brain where judgment is no longer judgment anymore. You're not dependent anymore on the Father. So when fear comes in like COVID, plagues, mass mandates, what's going to happen to my kids... Like this lady wrote in her article, we're concerning ourselves with all these, and the, the planet is dying. If you constantly have people live in fear, they have no more judgment because this is messing up. That, ooh, that fear is a drug, ooh, dude. Ooh, that's good. If you look at what's going on, and we always talk about fear peddling, doom porn, all of that. Doom porn. That's a good one. If doom you porn. look at it, man, and hear me when I say this, hear, hear why I'm saying it. The satanic agenda. Oftentimes we're like, no, it's satanic. You know, yeah, like it's oh, the puppet strings. No, you look at this in a spiritual sense. This is a the satanic agenda. Fear drives people to make bad judgments and bad choices. So if you keep getting them riled up in fear, they're clouded. Fear clouds you. Right? Look at it on a global scale with these mask mandates and all of that. What's it doing? Fear. Right, it's fear that is driving people, yep. and it drives them off a cliff. And just like you're saying, for that that woman, she was afraid of climate change. Yeah, she got so spun up in fear, she forgot what she was supposed to be yep. doing. She got so spun up in fear that she would lose her her career itch that she put off having a family. Right, she all of these fears spun up in her. And then now she's left depressed and reeling because the thing is lust and, and the movement of lust, it'll leave you. You'll, you'll satisfy the itch and then you're left empty. That's right. And I really believe that, okay, this is going to take a weird turn, but you and I were talking one time about um, suicide mm-hmm. and, and the, the demonic pressure of suicide. Sure. Right? I guarantee like there is a massive demonic pressure for a lot of people when they commit suicide. The voice, just just do it, just do it, just do it. And there's been people who have jumped off a bridge and immediately after they jump off the bridge, they, they survive the attempt and they say, as soon as I jumped, it was like my mind was clear, I didn't want to do it. And dude, what a, what a demonic trick to play on people to get them to do it, and as soon as they, they're past the brink, pull away and let them realize what they're about to right. do. Look what, what happened, dude, because you and I have both dealt with addictions yeah. to pornography years ago. And remember what happened after we were fulfilling our lusts? We talked about this. Mm-hmm. Afterwards, I'd feel guilty. I'd feel yep. shame, repentant. Your mind's But clear. you weren't repentant before that. Right. 
You weren't right. repenting. You weren't feeling guilt. You weren't feeling any kind of shame with it. You weren't thinking about your wife. You weren't thinking mm-hmm. about your kids. You weren't thinking about none of that. It was after you did it, you were like, dang, what the heck did I just do? Your mind's clear, and then suddenly guilt and shame. I don't want to do that anymore. I don't want to do that anymore. We have a joke about it. When when you see a girl walking in the morning, carrying her shoes, it's like, oh, walk of shame. You ever heard that term? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Walk of shame. Because people feel that guilt and shame. The next, what did I do? Why did I do that? Yep. Huh, funny. Why are we so natural in our reaction after committing a sin and shame right yeah after committing a sin so don't don't be alarmed when that stuff happens it's actually pastor todd has a really good line about this whenever he was stuck in a certain sin he'd be like lord help me feel the guilt and shame of it before i do it so i don't feel that pressure to do that right so when we're talking about these things like fear when we're talking about mass mandates and everything like that fear makes you do some crazy things fear makes you shut down i remember i was watching this movie set band of brothers and um, I remember there was a part in there where um, Sergeant Lipton said, fear is a cancer. It spread so fast that one time he caught one of the soldiers who was so afraid of getting um, mortared on that he was starting to dig his foxhole with his hands. He ripped his fingernails off and didn't even feel it. Mm-hmm. So they pulled him off the line. He said, the reason we pulled him off the line was not because fear spread so fast that it made it's him true. lose his reason. It's true. Fear can make you do some crazy freaking things. So if your mind is bent on that and there's nothing solid in your life to ground you to, for us, it's knowledge, constitution, the Bible, Christ, God. That's why when things were happening, we weren't like freaking out about it. That's why, ah, forgive me for this, and I'm going to go with this line for a minute, and we'll have Joe Z on, and we'll talk about it. But people who are bent on constantly trying to fixate this, this need to know everything... And they're not willing to seek themselves, so they'll find a prophet to tell them. Mm-hmm. You heap up teachers to itch your ears. And what happens is people can lead you astray if you're not rooted and grounded in the word. So you have to go to that prophet, this prophet, that apostle, that evangelist, that person, that spiritual father. All the while, all you're doing is consuming knowledge and it's putting fear in you because you don't even know what to discern anymore. So you're constantly feeding this thing in your heart. I'm not against prophets, dude. I, I I operate in the prophetic. What I'm telling you is I'm so grounded in the word that when a prophet gives a word to me, personally, I've already either heard it from the Lord or be it was like, I've been feeling that too. Thank you, bro. Com- yep. Confirmation. It, it should be a confirmation of what you've already yes. kind of come across with the Lord. Yes. Right? Very rarely have I ever, ever, ever got a word on destiny. And even if it is destiny, I put it on the shelf because it's like the Lord hasn't revealed that to me yet. Right. Thank you. Thank you. But I, the Lord hasn't revealed that yet. So I don't know if that I don't know if that's going to happen or not. Yep. Once it does, though, I'm like, dang, thank you, Lord, thank you for that. And you know what? I I remember getting prophesied over about pastor's heart, all that other stuff. Thirteen years later, I end up being a pastor. I text the dude who did it, who gave me the word. I did nothing to achieve that word. Exactly. My whole life was thank actually you. the opposite. I was an evangelist. I was doing all these other things, helping all these churches, helping all these schools. You know, doing all these other things. And all of a sudden, the opportunity presented itself. I did nothing to fulfill that word. I was just me. Through my struggles, through my pain, through my sins, through my all that stuff, all the repentance, mm-hmm. all that stuff, God brought the word. What we're saying here with all that is this. These mass mandates and lockdowns, are you willing to operate outside of fear into the realm of faith and say, no matter what, I don't care what they say, I'm going to stand against it no matter what. Arrest me if you want to. That was good. That was... 
That was fly. That's where giving up yourself for Christ Ooh, yeah. matters. Come on, baby. Because the more you've given up yourself for Christ and you've recognized your life is not your own, the more you can actually operate freely because the less you're trying to hold on to things. And so often what we do is we try to hold on to something that we haven't actually given up to the Lord. That's where fear comes in. Because what is fear? Fear is you're, you're, you're trying to control by thinking ahead and hoping you can, you can keep something bad from happening. But the reality of it is fear, you're not in control. Fear is right. just a worry. And if you've given everything up to the Lord and you say, Lord, I'm just following you. I'm going to obey you and what you ask. And I'm not going to try to hold on to anything you don't want me to have. Right. All of a sudden, you're not operating in fear. That's why martyrs could go to their deaths rejoicing. Oh, gosh. They, when, love, they love not their lives to the death. The Bible says. When they truly are released to love the Lord wholly, what happens is they go rejoicing because they know to live is Christ, to die is gain. And I was I was saying that to somebody the other day of like, look, you can hit that point where to live is Christ, to die is gain. And uh, Jonathan, let's go ahead and put this up. He said, you can only serve one master. God or Satan, they both speak to us, one with faith and one with fear. Which are you listening to? It's so true. So true. Wow. Satan will speak in fear. And he's good at it. He's, he's good at it. very good at it. He knows how to get you. And that's why I'm saying, don't be alarmed when they start throwing a bigger shock value than they did in 2020. They're going to throw all kinds of Hail Marys at you to say, look, believe us now. When Oh, most, yeah, now, now you need to be afraid. Now you need to be... So, we have said for years as conservatives, we don't believe the media until this happened. We did not see it, and, and, and a lot of us missed it. I'll say even for a little bit, we were like, dang, this is, is this, I remember I was talking. Is it legit? Yeah, yeah, I was calling you on the phone. We were locked yeah. into the house, and we still met. You know, we still did all that stuff, and, but we were still doing podcasting. Yeah. I'm like, dude, is this for real? Like, is this, you know, are we, yeah. are we being shammed right now? Is this? <clears throat> and they come to find out a lot of these deaths that happened because of ventilators, not because of COVID itself. They could have treated it with uh, drugs that treated pneumonia, like me, right. when I had pneumonia. Right. My, my, my father-in-law was put on a ventilator and died. Now, some I can hear it now. Well, that's what the doctor prescribed. He was old anyway. No, 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 no. no. There's, there's things that could have been done. Now, and, and my, now, my, it's, now studies have come out saying the ventilators were probably killing people more than helping them. Yeah, and there's scientific evidence. I mean, I've read a lot of these things. It's like, okay. Do your own homework and research. I'm not, I'm not trying to be that guy. But fear is something that will grip everyone, and they're going to push more and more on you to make you realize, okay, that shock worked for a second. Now I'm going to be open to the signs, but it's just like lust. You need a bigger shock to be fulfilled. You know what I'm saying? Dude. I'm serious. This, it's like, this is Romans 1 in real time. Mm -hmm. Absol you're, you're, absolutely. You nailed it. To the world. I'm saying this to the world. I'm even saying this to Christians who who are nominal or you're going to church and, and that's about it. You're still trying to grab a hold of your life. Your minds are being darkened by the God of this world. Who's the God of this world? Satan. It's, it's his kingdom, right? The world is his kingdom. Yeah. In Romans 1, it talks about their minds being darkened. Why? Because they gave up worshiping the true creator. They started worshiping the creation, including themselves. Their minds are being darkened. Guess what Satan uses to darken your mind? Fear. Because when you're fully afraid, 
He can plop you from one spot to the next, always promising you safety and stability if you just take this one next step. Yet it, the goalposts will always move. It's always going to move on you, and you're going to be left reeling and even more afraid because the thing you put your faith into didn't pan out. So then Satan says, well, put your faith in this, and then you'll be okay. And you go, yeah, yeah, okay, I'll go that way. Lemmings being led off a cliff, you have to break the cycle by saying, I am not going to fear anymore. I'm giving it all up to God. He's the one I put my faith in. Right. And when you look at Romans 1, I'm just going to read it real fast because we got to go. Yep. Um, but listen to this. I just want to read it. I want you guys to take this with you. Meditate on this. <coughs> if you're at work or whatever, just put your headphones in and just listen. This is from Paul, this letter, a slave of Christ, chosen by God to be an apostle, sent out to preach his good news. Not fear. The gospel is not revelation. Right. Revelation, doom and gloom, that's not the gospel. The that's gospel right. is good news. That's right. Sorry, continue. God promised this good news long ago through the prophets and the Holy Scriptures. What did the prophets promise? Christ. Mm. They promised redemption, not fear. Watch. The good news is about his son. In his earthly life, he was born into the King David's family line, and that he was shown to be the Son of God, where he was raised from the dead by the power of the Holy Spirit. He is Jesus Christ, our Lord. Through Christ, God has given us the privilege and authority as apostles to tell the Gentiles everywhere what God has done for them so that they will believe and obey him, bringing glory to his name. And you are included among those Gentiles who have been called to belong to Jesus Christ. I'm writing to tell all of you in Rome who are loved by God and are called by his own holy people. May God, our Father of the Lord Jesus Christ, give you grace and peace. Now, here it is. Let me say this first. I thank God because of your faith. I'm going to go to verse 9. God knows how often I pray for you day and night, bring you your needs and prayer to God, whom I serve with all my heart by spreading the good news about his son. Notice that he took the needs of the people to prayer. He wasn't, he didn't keep pushing doom porn. He was saying, I'm taking mm -hmm. the needs to prayer. One of the things I always pray for is the opportunity, God willing to come at you to, to see you. For I long to visit you so I can bring some spiritual gift that will help you grow stronger in the Lord. When we get together, I want to encourage your faith, but I also want to be encouraged by yours. I want you to know, dear brothers, listen to that. Thank you, Jesus. When we get together, I want to encourage you in your faith, but I want to be encouraged by yours. Right. Oh, come on. No fear there. I want, to, I want you to be encouraged by my faith, but man, I really want to be encouraged by yours too. Because it's encouraging when you see people stepping Step out in faith. Step up, right? right? Verse 13, I want you to know, dear brothers and sisters, that I planned many times to visit you, but I was prevented now. I want to work among you and see the spiritual fruit, just as I've seen among other Gentiles. For I have a great sense of obligation for the people in a civilized world. This is a New Living Translation, by the way. I just happen to have it on. Uh, verse 15, so I'm eager to come into you to Rome too to preach the good news. I'm not ashamed of this good news about Christ. It is the power of God at work, saving everyone who believes, the Jew first and also the Gentile. This good news tells us how God makes us right in his sight. This is accomplished from the start by the finish of faith. As scriptures say, it is through faith that a righteous person has life. What he's saying there is, the just shall live by faith. The righteous will live by faith. None of that had any fear in it. Then no. he talks about the deceitfulness of sin. Well, you were talking about the darkness of sin. Well, what did he do at the beginning? I'm encouraged by your faith. I'm encouraged how you preach the good news. How many people were sitting there telling everybody, get a vaccine, get a mask, that's what God would want you to do. Instead of saying, you know what, guys? You might die. We don't know. Get saved. Here's the good news of Christ. He wants to save your soul. You see what I'm saying? We weren't talking about the gospel a lot in these Christian circles. We were going at each other about what's Christian, what's not Christian. What would Jesus have done? Preach the daggum gospel. And, and notice the line, protect your life versus put your faith in the Lord. Did you Oof. notice that? If we're talking about lockdowns, mask mandates, vaccines, 
I'm not trying to put churches on blast, but churches that were talking like, well, we need to lock down to save people and we need masks because that's what God would want and we need to do vaccines. You're talking about saving the mortal body. Oh my gosh. You're not Good talking point. about faith in the Lord. You're not Dude. talking about putting upwards, right? You're talking about Lord holding Jesus. on to something. That is a position of fear. So we got to get going. Guys, thank you. I, I appreciate you guys. Very sad that we have to go. Uh, we love all of you. And our message to you, this, this to round it out, don't live in fear. Recognize where fear is in your life and then step out in faith Instead, you've got to stop that cycle because if you just ride the roller coaster of fear, you'll never get off. You have to stop it at some point and say, I'm not going to fear. This thing scares me. I'm not going that route. I'm going faith in the Lord. That scares me. Not going that route. Going faith in the Lord, right? Josh says, then you go into not believing in God's promises of healing and divine health. Absolutely. If you're so focused on, well, this could hurt the mortal body, you're not focused on faith in the Lord and what he can do in Bam. the physical body. You, you give it up for a false idol right. of healing. Well, I need the vaccine in order to protect me against... What happened to faith in the Lord that the Lord will protect me and guide me? Yeah, but people die. Yeah, we're all going to die. We're all going to die. It's appointed unto man once to die, and after this, the judgment, the Bible says. We will face God one day. Did you know that? You will too. And there's a reason he brought Christ, because we could not fulfill the law and all of its deeds. We couldn't fulfill it because of our sin. And our sin took us and was taking us to hell. And the amazing thing about Jesus was he came on the scene as a perfect man. He came and did everything the law required him to do. But then he did something that was even more incredibly crazy than that. While he's hanging on the cross, he's taking the wrath of God on himself because he took on imputed sin. He took on the sin of man, and the Bible talks about it in Isaiah. He was beaten for our transgression. He was crushed for our iniquities, right? The, the, basically, the, 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 uh, the, the wrath that was upon us fell upon him. Mm -hmm. And so when he dies, he tells the Lord, Father, forgive him for they know not what they do. But he also says this, why have you forsaken me, Lord? Because what that meant was when he took the sin of the world on, he was separated from his father, just like you are now, if you're not saved. And then he does something even more incredible than that. He dies and in three days resurrects. Why? Because he just said, I defeated death. I took that thing on and I won. And you could have the same victory in your heart and in your mind when you accept him and say, I want to walk by faith in Christ. That's where you step into the glory. That's where you step into a whole new mindset. The Holy Spirit will fill you at that moment. You'll be filled and infused with this Holy Spirit. It'll bring spirit. And then there's even something greater than that, Jesus said. I've given you the Holy Spirit as a helper. You will be baptized with the Holy Spirit after you're baptized in water. That is the coolest thing about the Lord. He gives more and more and more grace, more power to walk in. I couldn't do it to myself. I need Jesus. I need his atonement. I need his blood. I need his resurrection. I want to know him. You then you become a partaker of his sufferings. And now I have the Holy Spirit to walk in to do the things that he's called me to do, walk in those miracles. Amen. And that can be yours right now. If you just simply repent of your sin and put your trust in Christ, say, Lord, I trust in you and you alone. Only you can bring me to heaven. Only you can remove my sin. Only you can, by your blood, wash me. Only you can sanctify me. The Bible even says, sanctify them through thy truth. Thy word is truth. What is the word? The truth. Who is the word? Jesus. John 17, John 1, 1, right? So it is now incumbent on us to tell you the good news. Yeah, sin sucks, bro. 
It's fun for a minute, but y'all know what I'm talking about when it kills you. But then Jesus says, I can remove that from you too, because I came to save, their, save my people from their sins, Matthew 1. And that's what's so cool about the Lord, and he's given that opportunity to you. Get saved. Trust in him. And if you've accepted that, if, if you've decided it's time to make Christ your Lord and, and follow him, let us know. We, we want to help get you on the right path. We want to disciple you. We don't want to just hang you out to dry. Um, please, by all means, reach out. Let us know you have accepted Christ, and it's time to start walking with him. Amen. And, and talk about life abundant. It's for okay. real. We love you guys. We love you all. Genuinely do. Tune in for more. We're going to be doing some format changes. It's going to be good for the show. Keep giving us your topic ideas. Uh, we're just coming up with some new concepts, some new social media concepts. God's moving us in a, in a, in a cool direction. I think it's awesome. We're still, we're still going to go out and tour. We're still going to go do our thing. The podcast needs to grow. And so if you guys haven't shared this, got your friends on it, go share it. Get, get your friends on it. We're excited to give the content. It is against the grain for most people. We don't talk the way everybody else talks. We don't have the fear the way everybody talks. We're walking in faith here, and God's moving faithful. So we love you guys. We'll talk to you Friday. Amen. Bye.